So we're very fortunate to be able to have had Sue Keats making the effort today. I texted her last night saying, I'll be a pick-up at about five to eight, is that all right? <laughs> so she's been hanging out in the studio since this morning. Doing what, Sue? Uh, carving wax. Right. Yeah. So with your time and energy as a creative person, what do you do? Um, all sorts of different things, really, whatever I feel like doing at the time. Yeah, great. Um, I've got a workshop with different tools and materials and things in it, and I just some, sometimes I have um, things I have to do, and then I then I don't have a choice. But um, yeah, carving. And the way the talk was advertised was that you're you're a jeweller, musician, and do various other things. As a life, as a creative person. How do you maintain a sense of focus when you've got all these things hap happening? Um, that's a good question. I don't always. Um, I think uh, taking breaks is really important. Mm. Um, I've just moved to um, right near the sea, so it really helps to go and hang out by the sea and clear your head. And then when you go back, you kind of can see what's what you need to do. Mm. Yeah, I think it would be helpful to have a plan like mm. a, a weekly plan or a monthly plan or something, but I haven't got round to doing that yet. Yeah. So <laughs> just, I just you sort of go with the flow. Yeah, I have I have started like writing. You know, I write down lists and things I need to do and priorities and stuff. But um, yeah, feed yourself and take breaks, and then you can keep a clear head. For sure. Yeah. And where's most of your time spent during the week, or each week with your? Um, with yourself, what do you um, do? In the workshop, yeah, at right. my workbench. Yeah, and you're saying that that's by the sea. So where's that located? Yeah, in Ferro Bay. Mm. At the um, Nautilus Studios. Yeah. Great. And how long have you been a member of Nautilus Studios? About three years. Mm. Is that yeah. since graduating from the Learning Connection? I was there before. Right. I came here. Mm. Yeah, I was trying to um, work and make things, and I just wasn't making it to my studio enough. Mm. And I decided to take a year out and come back to art school. Mm. Great. And I'm um, really glad I did. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. What did it do for you that particular year? Because you were here on site or were you distance delivery? Uh, I was distance delivery, but I came on site right. as well. Great. Um, it basically gave me the drive back mm. that I'd had um, before, you know, when I was like 19 and was really, really, really into art every day. Mm, great. Um, and I, yeah, it just made me realise that, that that's all I want to do at mm. the moment. Excellent. Yeah. And since graduating, has that pretty much been the main focus? Yeah. Yeah, great. Totally, yeah. What's the importance of having a studio as an artist or creator for you? How do you? Oh, I couldn't survive without having mm. a space a space which is dedicated to that you know you've got all your things I go in there and I can't I can't get bored there's mm. like 50 million things to do all around me Excellent. and it's just a matter of picking up them mm. what I feel like doing that day or yeah do you have the space for yourself was it a shared space what's the situation I have a space which is my own mm -hmm. um, which I do share with two other people, but they're not there that much. Mm. And that's within a larger building with 15 other artists, right. I think. Yeah. So it's a collective. Yeah, so it's mm. a collective, yeah. Mm. 
I think the Nautilus yeah. Studios has been running since 2006, so it's almost coming up eight, nine years, which is yeah. pretty excellent for a creative community to sustain itself over that period of time. Yeah. Mm. yeah. How do you find it with uh, other people in the space? So, like you're doing your jewellery, but you feel like a bit of a break. Is it helpful having like-minded yeah. individuals? Yeah, it is. It's really helpful. Mm. Um, you need to be able to get out of your own head, mm. you know, um, talk about other things. Mm explore you know other other things you haven't thought about with people and also um you know everyone has these days where you where you just kind of wonder mm. what you're doing you know <laughs> yes. what am i doing with my life mm. is this really is it all is there a point to any of this and you mm. know you have those days yeah it doesn't all make sense all of the time mm. but then um it's it's so nice having those people around you that also know what it's like to have those days. Yeah. Who can say, just do it. Yeah. You know, like, just get on with it. Yeah. Stop doubting yourself. Yeah, it's interesting to be yeah. in your own mind and then suddenly step out of that for a conversation and then back on track. Yeah. Maybe an hour or two later going, everything's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really useful. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's great that you said that because I think it's a really honest part of being an artist that you can yeah. have those times when you, it's all good, it's all good, it's all go. And other times when you go, what am I up to? Yeah. What am I doing this for? Yeah. And yeah. what's your main media, Sue? What do you mostly do as a creative person? Um, well, I seem to spend a lot of time cleaning castings mm. in silver <laughs> and brass, but um, that's because that's what's kind of sellable, I right. guess. Mm -hmm. um, my favourite medium is wood, mm. and I like bone as well. If I didn't have to work on silver, I probably wouldn't. Mm. So some aspects of your jewellery is reproduction and some aspects of yeah, your jewellery is exactly. original work? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's the original stuff that is the whole reason why I'm doing it. Great. Yeah. And finding that balance, I guess, yeah. for you, just trying to work out where you can keep that passion and that motivation alive of what you're doing versus other things where it might yeah. be other outlets where hopefully produces some incomings. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just kind of realised that you, c you have to have kind of a part-time job, whatever you do, you've got to have an income flow. Mm. Um, and doing the castings and all that is kind of my way of creating that part-time work for myself. Mm. Mm. Um, so I don't have to work for the man, you know. <laughs> and also then it's all set up for me. I do my part-time work where I do my passion. So all the tools are all part of both things. Mm, great. Yeah. And a number of our guest speakers have spoken about that, the need to try and find a balance. Mm. And I think it's really important whether it's uh, some part-time income coming from somewhere else or within the arts that you're doing. Mm. And that seems to change too, depending on circumstances. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I'd, if I'm really honest, I have only been without income from anywhere else for a few months. So mm. It's all really new for me to mm. be self-employed. Right. And, but it's, a, it's, it's quite an amazing <coughs> buzz, but I, there's always that feeling, I don't know how long it's gonna last for. Mm. Uh, you know, every week something pops up, I can sell something or do a market or something, but I don't know that that's gonna happen next week mm. or the week after. So you have to kind of always keep in the back of your mind that might have to get a job. Mm. <laughs> and, um, but that's not the end of the world either, mm. because I used, you know, I used to think, 
you know, this is what I'm doing, this is my plan, my goal is to be self-employed and then that's it and I won't, you know, and if I, f if I, s if I can't make it then I've failed, but that's not true. Mm. If you don't make it, you just earn some money and enable yourself to get back into it again, sure. if, that's your, if that's what you want to do, yeah. Do you think there's points of realisation the whole way for a creative journey of just kind of getting to know yourself and what's important and where you're heading? Um, yeah, having insights all the time mm. about what it is, you know, and what, what potentially your future might hold as well. Mm. You, you've got to keep your, your mind open for any, anything that comes in, because mm. if you don't, life gets boring. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing I've really noticed with your work is it's got, you've recorded it in a really stunning way. I often refer to your website when I'm talking to students who are emerging with their art and working out ways of documenting it. And I think when I go to your website and when we're seeing these photographs here, it's, it's all about the art. There's no distractions, mm. you're really showing it off. Mm. Do you get someone else to do that or is this something you do? I, I do all the photography and mm. the photoshopping and everything. And taught mm. or just learned along the way? Tell us about um, that. I had a one-hour lesson from a friend on Photoshop once, and um, he was an amazing teacher. Mm. And then apart from that, it's just been um, practice mm. and experimentation. Mm. Yeah. I like the way you said to me before, you'll take, do you say you take multiples and then just workouts? Yeah, just like take lots and lots. I mean, th the amount of pictures I've taken for each of these items is ridiculous. You know, I've tried them on like everything, leaves and grass and mm. stone and, you know, anything I could find that I thought might work. And then in the end, it mostly is on the paper that works. Fantastic. And even then, it totally depends on what light's coming in mm. and, you know. So it's just a developed awareness that's just continued through, just to work yeah. out ways of showing it off? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, yeah, when you, when you want people to take notice of your work, mm. it's, um, it's about the photography more than the piece, mm. in a way, mm. you know? Yes. Yeah, so do, you, do you get much uh, attraction from your website? How, how does that work? Or social media? Yeah, How do people know social, about so social media is um, really important. Mm. You know, as soon as you put a picture up on Instagram or something, you get... You're getting people from New York or mm. wherever seeing it, you sure. know. So that's priceless, really. Mm, great. Yeah. And exposure to your work, I guess. I mean, that's the, the modern age we're living in, where we, people can see work digitally versus having your things in the flesh. Mm. Do yeah. you are you represented by a gallery, or do you sell things through markets? What's your approach with your jewellery? Uh, I've got a few galleries in New Zealand, mm. shops and. Um, not loads, I think about eight. Mm. Um, and I also have um, an Etsy shop. And, and I do, and I have done markets. I don't do a lot of markets, but. Mm. What's an Etsy shop, just for those who don't, who aren't aware of um, it? Etsy's an online shopping experience, you know, mm. um, for mostly for craft mm. and art. Mm. There are, there's other stuff on there as well, but. Mm. Um, it's a global thing, started in America. Mm. 
Does, do you find it works? Do you, do you get much interest or attraction? Yeah, it, yeah you've got to build it up. Mm. But um, you, yeah, you just keep persevering and it can work. Mm. Great. Yeah. Yeah, and if you combine that with like Facebook or whatever, you can mm. gradually build. Yeah, make yeah. those connections. Yeah, everything's quite gradual. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. there was, let's go back a few years. So art, as you're growing up, childhood, when did you first start to have your attraction with the arts or material? Um, always, as long as far as I can remember. Mm cutting up bits of paper and painting and my parents are really good they just let me and my brother have mm. reams and reams of paper and paint and yeah just always knew we were going to be artists <laughs> both so of you, us you, yeah. you and your brother are both artists yeah, yeah. wow yeah it's a really important part of it is the support whether it be a partner or friends or family it can make such a big difference in the way yeah. we unearth our creativity totally yeah mm. What's your earliest memory of art and creativity? Uh, my art? Or yeah, yeah. Uh, probably just um, cutting up paper. Yeah. Tra leaving trails all around the house and my getting losing the plot at me for <laughs> making a mess everywhere. And where was this, Sue? Where were you brought up? Uh, Swindon in England. Hmm. And yeah. uh, how long did you spend there? Um, I think... Uh, well, we moved there when I was one and a half, and I left when I was about 18. Mm, right. Yeah. And art in high school, was that, did that play a part in what you do, in what you did? Art at school? Yeah, in high school. Yeah, I did art at high school. Yeah. Yeah. And the and natural progression was to go to some type of tertiary education after that? Or yep, did a foundation art mm. um, in Swindon, mm. and then uh, went to, moved to... Birmingham and spent two years there at the School of Jewellery. Mm, great. And then moved to Kent and spent two years doing a degree there mm. in jewellery. And did the art continue after that? Was there some sustainable creativity at that point or um, what, what happened after that? Kind of killed it to be honest. Mm. <laughs> in what regards? Um, I'm not sure. I think I just started losing, uh, losing sight of it being fun. Mm. Um, and also felt like it was extremely self-obsessive to spend that long, <laughs> that much time yeah. just doing stuff for me, you yeah. know? Um, so I kind of, yeah. And then, I, and then I got a job in Bristol as a jeweller mm. and, it, and it was just, it was basically like a, a factory mm. cleaning castings and stuff. So that was kind of like... Why would I do that mm. again? You know. <laughs> so you're slightly put off through the <coughs> through the arts through for, the, for a bit of time. Yeah, through mm. the uh, just just the um, the money, the reason, you know, mm. the money side of things, and having to mm. be uh, make products mm. rather than art, you know. Mm. And then I came to New Zealand and uh, just started drawing again, mm. and then that was the beginning of the. Yeah, upwards, upward slope after that. Yeah, great. And drawing, what ignited that passion to start drawing again? Was there a, was there a moment or something occurred or you saw something or you heard something that got um, you going again? Probably just having the space. Mm. 
mm. not living in a city in England and working full time and mm. you know all of a sudden I had whole days of time and no one you know just mm. cruising in my van and mm. finding cool things on the beach to draw yeah yeah like a reconnection of your yeah. surroundings and uh, it was a kind of therapy as well mm. I think and it's often like that yeah we've got some of those works in I think I saw a folder saying drawing I'm not uh, sure if that yeah. connects or to some other things you've been doing? Um, it's just some drawings. Just I just picked some random drawings that cool. I've done. Oh, keep on going for um, it. Just because it's kind of... The way I like to draw is the way I like to carve. Mm. And it, I, I don't usually know what's coming next. Um, so it's quite intuitive. Yeah, and quite sculptural. Like mm. I like sort of just drawing out from the material what... Mm. Um, what I'd, and I don't, you know, that's the exciting bit because you don't know what's coming, and yeah. you're like, wow, oh <laughs> wow, yeah, that, you know, that's coming. Oh yeah, I could do that, and you know. Mm. Well, Jonathan does speak about intrinsic motivation and finding something or curiosity within what you're doing, which yeah. keeps you going and wanting to be involved to see what's possible. Yeah, natural forms really mm. are just what I love the most. Mm. I was going to say, there's some sections here that remind me of some of the works I have seen on your website, within some of your wooden pieces. Yeah. Mm. It's all stored in there, eh? Everything you see and hear and everything gets stored up inside. And mm. then when you make it, it just all comes out. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're in the right space. So this is me trying to design carvings. And I've never had much success with that. Mm. It's it's much more enjoyable for me to just like just do it. And just being aware of that, the way you work. I mean, it, yeah. there's so many different processes for making and creating. Yeah. Just to have that awareness of, you, of yourself, and that can change yeah. too. You know, who knows? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you don't know when you're drawing what's going to be useful in eight years' time or fifteen years' time. Mm. You just have to do what you feel you want to do at the time, mm. yeah. These recent Sue, or these from a few years uh, back? Or? That one was from about three years ago. Mm. So drawing is not necessarily a process for design, for jewellery, it's just a, a fun it, it's aspect part, in its own Yeah, life. it's just part of um, getting to where you're going, yeah. yeah. That's beautiful shapes and form. And subject matter? Do you find there's themes in your work that come about with what you do? Um, yeah, well, one of my ideas that I really wanted to start getting into was um, kind of illustrating metamor metamorphosis. Right. So um, the frog life cycle and the caterpillar, you know, the mm. butterfly life cycle. Mm. I think often works and series or a certain subject matter that you expand on does help to guide. Yeah. You've got a folder you'd like to, maybe should, should we look at old stuff and see where you come from? Oh, yeah, okay. So these were from, that was from when I was in Birmingham, when I first started learning how to carve wax. I was quite into, um, pag well, still am kind of into paganism. Mm. and uh, making amulets and stuff like that. Mm. 
I suppose art is being a bit of a byproduct of who you are and what you see exactly, and what you yeah. experience. There's no point in making art unless it resonates with you, right? Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> How do you know when something is working? That's a tricky question. Um, I guess you never, um, I don't know, you just get a feeling about it. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes you think something's working and then you go back to it and you're like, oh no, that's not working at all. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the other way around, around happens as well. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people could probably identify with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a strange one, isn't it? Yeah. You're excited about something, oh, it's great, and then two days later, you go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hide it. Maybe a month later you go, oh wow, I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting, Sue, that this, the, the way it morphs and the shapes. How is this created, this particular thing? So, so that is just carving and seeing what comes out. Mm. Um, just keep, just keep. Keep, I just keep going at it until all the lines are satisfying me, I guess. Yeah. Look at it from all the angles and cut bits off or change lines if I can. Yeah, it reminds me of some of your drawings, this particular one. Mm. Positive and negative spaces. And this is a ring? Yeah. yeah. It's really interesting with no scale. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very expensive. Drafty house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does feel quite architectural. Do you waver with the materials that you're already into at any stage? Do I weigh them? Waver, waver. In terms waver. of your, your connection between being involved in certain materials and then going, oh, okay, no, I'm actually going to go somewhere else and maybe try some other material. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, that's one of the reasons I like working with wood so much is mm. because there's so many different types of wood and they all have their own kind of personalities when it comes to carving them. Um, is it something you purchase or something you find? Both. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so working with wax is, um, it has a totally different feeling from working with wood and mm. just depends on what I feel like doing, what I physically feel that my body wants to do, yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. Extracurriculars, activities, well, how do you keep yourself like, motivated or um, fit? Uh, well, I was cycling a long way when I lived on the other side of town from my workshop, yeah. but that stopped now. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the, and the music. Mm. Tell us more about that. Um, so I'm, I play with a couple of different bands, playing different types of music. What <laughs> instruments are you speci especially into? I uh, play the violin mostly, mm. um, just started learning the trumpet, which mm. is really fun. Mm. Great. And something mm. you've ever done before or is it completely new? I don't know, I've played the violin since I was three, so yeah. um, always had music mm. in my life. Mm. Um, I only really started playing in bands when I was about, started playing in bands about four years ago. Mm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So. It is quite interesting with the, with the different forms of arts where uh, some things are collaboration 
versus a lot of visual arts are quite sort of solo. You are doing your thing. Yeah. Do you ever collaborate visu with visual arts with other people? No, but I want to. Hmm. I, well, I have done bits and pieces with other people in the past. Hmm. I've been thinking it'd be quite nice to do something with a uh, in, in an actual 3D object um, with, you know, sort of passing it around to different artist friends and mm. all working on a bit, or I don't know, something like that, I don't okay. know. Mm. What's, what's some of the benefits of being involved in collaborations in, in terms of music or potential arts? Um, communication, mm -hmm. getting, to, um, getting a bit deeper with the people you're doing it with. Mm. That's probably the most exciting thing for me, mm. is, um, yeah, once you've had a jam with someone, y your relationship's totally different. Yeah. You've had this like bizarre dialogue with them that you neither of you can explain, mm. and it's really cool. Do you find after a jam it inspires your art, like your, your jam, and then maybe go and do some jewellery for a couple of hours, or um, do they interplay? Maybe not directly afterwards, but it probably does definitely feed into, yeah. they feed into each other. Mm. Yeah. And the social aspect is great with the music. Mm. And what are the couple of bands you play for in Wellington? Um, so? so there's Bella Cajon, which is kind of like a gypsy mm. folk band thing. Mm. Um, <coughs> and at the moment, the, wag well the, the Wagtails aren't playing together, but I've been playing with the Wellington Sea Shanty Society. Oh. Yeah, they're really good fun. Great. Yeah. Anything that's coming up in terms of your music? Uh, well, there's the Bella Connor having an album release party on the 14th of. December. Mm. Um, we took a break for a year and a half, um, but we'd started recording an album before we took the break, and now we're just finishing it off. Mm, and right. going to have one gig, and then that's it. And then all they're all leaving town, so we're not playing anymore. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And if people were interested in your music and hearing more, where could they go to, to hear it? Uh, I've got um, a Bandcamp thing where you can download the first album for free. Great. Um, or the album release party. Mm. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Um, I was just wondering in Orchid or Bay where your workshop is. Uh, do just normally, are you there during the day or like with other um, It's It depends who's there, how open it is and what the weather's like, but um, I'm there most days oh. and most evenings as well. Yeah. I live n right next door, so. Oh. Um, are you thinking of visiting? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, <laughs> um, well, you could get, just get my, my texty number and then okay. if you and then you can find out if I'm there or not. It is usually open during the day, the door's open. Yeah. It's um, three Happy Valley Road, so it's only three, like, it's just up from the beach. Awesome, that's probably like a five-minute drive from the house. Oh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. It was really fantastic to see the, the group of students who finished here in 2006. Right. We're probably thinking, well, we've got to keep, keep on doing this art and creativity thing. 
where are we going to do it? Oh, look at that. There's a big building there. Yeah. <laughs> and just seeing the transformation over a, a period of years and see the different people who have been involved in terms of setting it up, getting it going. Yeah. I remember when I got involved in 2008 for a couple of years and just it was that little bit of, oh, can we keep it going? Right. How are we going to pay the rent? Like it's, it's like about almost a couple of K a week, I think, in rent. It's well, quite a lot, yeah. Know, but yeah it's, it's something like 42,000 a year or something. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's quite amazing to s and so positive to see that it's lasted the distance through the different forms of art that, that go on there. Yeah. It's just fantastic. Yeah. It's, we st there is still that kind of like thing on the, on the back of your mind, how are we going to keep it going? You know, we've still got to keep... And so if any of you guys need a studio space, mm -hmm. <laughs> there's a couple going. Mm. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that each uh, That's for the whole building. Mm. So in theory, that's like twenty resident or mm. you know artists, mm. which makes it af quite affordable in the end. Mm. 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 And I think it takes many people for those sorts of opportunities to carry on, like like yeah. group exhibitions or yeah. music collaborations. I think. Yeah. You need a whole lot of people to then give their inputs and everyone's yeah. got different areas where they can specialise and Yeah, well, we've got the band room as well, so people can go and rehearse there mm. and that brings a bit of money in. Mm. And a climbing wall. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit random. Helps you a bit of cool <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like you said, I mean, the advantage of studio spaces, and there's a number in the Wellington region which people can get into. And I think that's a really important way to continue sustaining your creativity where you're you find a garage that you refit, or find a space where half a dozen of you or more put put into, yeah. allowed to continue. So very helpful having a space. And um, there's a book on Wellington artists that Robert talks. Robert Franken, our resident artist, talks about the the importance of having a studio if you're wanting to carry on with your arts. It's a nice little snippet. Yeah. That book circulating, or we'll ask Robert to, to read it. Yeah, it's, it's fundamental, I think, mm. to have your own space. Like a think tank. And mm. I remember Robert even talking about sometimes he turns up and he sits there and he does the crossword and he does this yeah. for three or four hours. It's almost like a process of procrastination a bit. And then like about to leave and then goes, oh, I better go and do some art. Yeah. And one of your um, bone carvings, I think it's one to four the fillers, but this one here. Um, what, is, what have you filled that in with? Um, that's gold leaf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, use this stuff called size, which is like a kind of varnish, clear varnishy stuff. Mm. You can get tu tutorials on YouTube that tell you how to do it. So how did your website begin, Sue? How did you get the process of that happening? Uh, I started trying to use WordPress and gave up after a while and just um, Wix, used Wix mm. and um, it's really simple to use. Mm. If anyone needs a website it's super easy. I'm, mm. I didn't, I, I'm not really a big computery type person but I found it quite easy. With Wix. Wix and there's another one called Weebly. Mm. And there's a couple more probably. That's right. It's carbon made as well. It's great. Yeah, people yeah. use these as oh, stepping stones. Yeah, I use carbon made for a bit, but yeah. that's slightly more limiting. Yeah, that's right. 
And then we encourage a lot of students here who may be finishing off or during diploma or diploma honours and beyond to think about a, a way of uploading and sharing work. Yeah. It's really good. Like if you, you know, anyone you want to contact, any galleries or anything, it's just, it's just so much nicer to be able to send them that. One of our other guest artists that comes in is uh, Sandy Rogers, and she talks about um, her um, dislike for artist clear files. And clear she said, files. Clear files. Yeah, slot bits of paper. Oh, they're they're yeah. great for record keeping. But she said, if you ever go to a gallery, don't take a clear file. <laughs> so either print a book or um, have it on a tablet, like right. you've done here. So you can walk in a digital folio. Mm. So that's a bit of advice from here. Um, can I ask you about how you took your photos? Do you have like a little set up or a box? Um, I, yeah, I tried a box but didn't really get on with it. What I found is works for me is just like the most simplest, you know, the tiny little Canon cameras you get. Um, they have a really good macro lens or function on there. Um, and just under natural light, mm. right by a window. Um, that's it. I don't even use a tripod. I just go. <laughs> 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 I, I like to how the shadows are cast, so I, I felt like that was like a natural light. Yeah. Some of it's under direct sunlight, which is quite nice for some things and not so nice for other things. And it's just a matter of just taking loads of pictures. <coughs> Do you have a Facebook yeah. artist page as well? Yeah. I've got Sorry, sir. I was just going to say this. The, uh, I didn't write any of that. Um, and I've, one of the main things that has helped me get to where I am is... Um, out kind of outsourcing my marketing a little bit. Like I've got a friend, I met a, f a friend and she liked my jewellery and she's really into her thing, her profession is marketing art. Mm. So we did a trade and she put heaps of time in for me for writing these spiels and mm. helping me learn how to plan stuff. Mm. Really basic stuff, but stuff that I, I'm rubbish at. Yeah. <laughs> And that, and it, and because she was setting me these targets, I was doing them. It's, like, I think that's the hardest thing with with doing all this stuff is making yourself, making it important, making it an important thing to do. For, you know, because it's only for you, and you're like, well, you spent your whole life working for other people, and what they tell you to do is more important than anything that you've ever had to do for yourself. So, but all of a sudden, you've got to make the, make you make your thing the most important thing mm. and yeah get the stuff done it's the time and energy that can go into it and if some of our guest speakers we've had uh, mia hamilton and um, she was talking about how 50 percent of it's the accounting and the marketing and yeah. the other 50 percent is making yeah and she features at the new zealand art shows and she tours all over new zealand really trying to promote herself, but the amount of yeah. hard work that goes into it. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy how much time. I mean, like I say I spend that much time at the workbench, but that, that, that's kind of like idealistic, really. Mm. I spend a lot of time on the computer. And in the past, I've spent weeks and weeks doing the website and contacting galleries and writing letters, and loads of time goes into that. That's right. And that's the reality of it. Like you said, yeah. things can be outsourced, but otherwise, it's Taking it in your stride, yeah. and working out when to do what, and yeah, my friend, I've got a good friend, Jean Burgess, who you know well, mm. 
um, she told me that she spends two hours a day on Etsy mm. promoting and doing backwards, you know, but she, it works for her. She makes, she sells stuff on there, yeah. lots of stuff. Um, I got to the point where I was selling a piece every two weeks or something. Mm. Um, but then I went, moved to England and closed my shop and I haven't had sold anything since. Oh, I sold one thing, yeah. yeah. But it, it's, you've got to keep going with it and keep building it up and mm. making, tr there's all sorts of tricks. You, if yeah. you get into it, you have to just like read, they give you all loads of spiel about what to do. Mm. And you have to go through it all. It's interesting what form is momentum and how to mm. carry on that momentum and ride a wave because eventually you know waves you know, simmer out for a while and you can go on holiday like you did yeah and then to recharge and yeah. get things going yeah and you yeah it's a, like you said um earlier it's a kind of balancing mm. i mean i had to go back to england for my own sanity really mm. um and i got so much from that you know energetically wise and mm. source you know the my inspiration and everything really got topped up, mm. but then I let the sales thing slip. And you know, yeah. but you can't you you can't um, pretend that you can just keep going. It's mm. good call. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and since coming back from England, has your productivity productivity been quite high in terms of making and creating? Um, yeah, it has, especially since I moved next door to my workshop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And if people want to see some of your jewellery, is there any shops in Wellington that, that you display your work or? Um, the closest one is Partica. Excellent. Um, I might have my stuff in uh, the vault soon hmm. on Plymouthton Steps, but I haven't got that in yet. Awesome. Yeah. Any upcoming shows in the horizon behind, besides your Balakahon gig in mid-December? Uh, I think there's going to be a Nautilus show mm. in February Great. at Thistle Hall, mm. end awesome. of February. Awesome. And Nautilus often have open studios in the summertime as yeah, well. Yeah, I think we're hoping to do that. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, they have a Facebook page. I think they had a website, but no one's maintaining it at the moment. Mm. I think there are some contact details on the way through to the digital art suite. Just to the left, there's an old poster that I put up about four years ago. So <laughs> still there. Still got <laughs> some contacts, which are probably outdated, but. There's not many people left from four years ago now. Yeah, yeah. Turning yeah. up, Facebook, yeah, there are some means. Any other questions for Sue before we wrap up? Did you bring any children's cards over I was going to. <laughs> I bought, <laughs> I think I've got one. <laughs> If you want to pass any on to me at another stage, even tonight, yeah, then okay. I can bring things in. And I'll keep a little stash. We'll yeah. Put them downstairs. Okay, cool. Mm. Yeah. Um, people want to ask something about making a studio. Like, if you didn't have like a big ass building or anything, like, would you say it's, like, a student like me, um, would you say it's all right to maybe try and get like a big massive ass room? Like, Probably about this size for yourself and like sleeping in studio. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I've got my friend Rani does that. She's got a big room with a loft bed and she has all her workshop and everything underneath the bed. Yeah, whatever works. Yeah. I think the, the passion's there. 
Yeah. You just do it. There was a staff member on, um, upstairs who said, she, when she was just had that drive to paint, it didn't matter where. It was in the lounge, um, on the couch. And then she said, like, mm. years later, she had a big studio. It was almost like too much for her to mm. then just naturally create. So look at the desires there you'll make. Yeah. Even if it means going for an hour or two of going, oh, oh what am I doing? It might start to <laughs> then make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is true, yeah. I couldn't live in Nautilus, for instance. Mm. There was a, a big stage in Wellington development before the apartments came along in the CBD in the mid-90s. There used to be artist studios and factories everywhere. On Pirate Street, there was a place called The Factory where there was about mm. 30 to 40 artists Pirate living in it one, one time. Pirate? I lived there. Yeah, okay, The Factory. Yeah. So yeah, just quite fascinating to is see how places have their time and they might disappear. Is it still there? Is the building still there? I think there? it's been, might have been renovated or right. yeah, things change. But I think, Billy, if you find a space and you've got the desire, it can all happen. Thanks heaps, Sue. Yeah. It's been wonderful well, having you in and just sharing where you've come from. And yeah, thank you. All the best for the future. Yeah, thanks. <laughs>